do not lose faith. Do not lose faith. Can we say that together? Lose faith. And, and, and this message came as a result of what I've been seeing in the news. Um, and uh, it's been very, very uh, disrupting for some people who follow famous Christians. For example, Joshua Harris, suddenly from nowhere, he wrote the book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, several years ago. Well, he was a 20-something-year-old when he wrote that. He was under 25 years old when he wrote that book. But the book went on to become a bestseller and sold almost a million copies. So, so many people follow him on social media. So many people look up to him for, for what he has to say about marriage and dating and all of that. I mean, it was never a perfect book. Just like any book we write, and I write, that you may write, or anything, nothing is perfect. But we know the Word of God is perfect. We know God is perfect. Even the people who uh, interpreted the Bible from the original language, I don't believe that they had perfect interpretation but in the word is the perfection of God does that make sense when you read the scriptures in it you find the truth of God it's, it's the principles we learn from that is what the Holy Spirit teaches us that matters the most so um, you know and, and that has a, and, and, and beside that there are other famous uh, uh, you know uh, Lecrae said something about his faith shaking because of all the things that are happening and you know Lecrae I think he has over how many million followers on, on, on social media so when someone like Lecrae speaks about his faith shaking or the songwriter for uh, Hillsong says you know uh, I, I'm doubting my Christian faith I don't think I can believe in this anymore because of all the situation in America, in New Zealand, the shootings, the, the uh, you know, Islam and Christianity and all these kinds of things. Then you begin to wonder, did, did any of these guys read Matthew chapter 24? Did they read it? So then I, I, I realized that, you see, the more we expose ourselves to the scripture and what is in the Bible, the better we are able to live. One of the reasons why someone can live in a small house and, and, and another person lives in a, on a big house that is 10 times more than what the small house is, is worth and they can both be content is because of contentment. If the fellow in the small house has three bedrooms, a garage and, and a little basement and everything and they can raise their family in there and they're content and they're not looking at the other fellow and wondering, well, why does he have a big house and I have a small house? Why does she have a big car and I have a small car? If they're content, the Bible says contentment with godliness is what? Is great gain. It's great gain. If we begin to look at other people and wonder why are they like that and we can't be, why? If we will follow Jesus, we're followers of Jesus. Christians are meant to be, supposed to be disciples. We're supposed to be followers of Jesus. So uh, today we're continuing with do not lose faith. And it, the, 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 the uh, number two. And I want to begin by uh, saying don't let lose faith become lost faith. That's where we ended yes, uh, last week. We talked about how when your faith is loose, you can lose it. You want to firm up your faith. And God has given us ways, approaches, things, even systems we can learn from scripture as to how we can develop systems from scripture as to how our faith can be firmed up no matter the situation. It's not easy to be in ministry in the days that we are in. It's not. It's not easy to run or start a business in the days that went. If I nothing, nothing has been easy from the time, you know, man left the garden. But it's not getting any easier. But the Bible says my yoke is easy and what? My burden is light. It's not going to get easier. People get married and they think man is going to be bliss all along and then yeah, they ride into the sunset. Then they realize, no. 
people, <laughs> yes, thank you. You know, it's true. And people realize that they marry their opposite or they marry somebody that is not perfect. You know? <laughs> and they have to dis- dis- de- develop a special gift. Do you know that if you are married, you, are, you have to develop a special gift? If you are not patient, God will give you patience if you are going to stay in that marriage. God will help you. God will help you. He will, you have to develop. God will give you, it will add something to your life to make it possible if you're a believer. Don't let lose faith become lost faith. You see, we read from Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, about uh, Jesus uh, happening on the, well, visiting the house of uh, uh, Martha and her sister Mary. Martha was the owner of the house. And the story goes thus, Jesus was there and Martha got excited that the Savior, that the Master, the Messiah, Yeshua was in her home. And so she was busy cooking and getting the meal ready and, um, you know, everything. And Mary sat at the feet of Jesus listening to his teaching. And Martha got offended and complained to the Lord and said, well, how is it that you would allow her to do this? And I am running all over the place and she's sitting down there just enjoying all of the message and she's not helping me. What did the Lord say to her? He said, you worry about all these things, but she has found what is most important and it will not be taken away from her. Did Jesus condemn Martha by saying that? No, he did not. He was just saying that, look, this is what she's doing is way of, more, of way more value. She's found it, it will not be taken away from her. As we progressed, we see something later that I talked about last week, and I'm going to repeat it today to help us. It, 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 and, and what happened was in John chapter 10, verse 17 to 21, we see that um, when Lazarus, their brother, died, Lazarus is the brother of Martha and Mary, you know that, right? If you don't know, know that today. He died, and Jesus delayed. When he was sick, they sent message to Jesus, because they knew Jesus can heal the sick. So they sent a message. Your friend, our brother is sick. Jesus did not go. He delayed four days until after he had died. When he arrived there, now he told his disciples why. He said, you know what? He's not going to die. Let's go and raise him up. They didn't understand what he was talking about. They thought, well, he was asleep. But on arriving, when he arrived in Bethany, which was a few miles from Jerusalem, the Bible says in this uh, John 10, 17, how many people are following me? Say amen if you're here with me. So when they got to John, so when, when they got to, uh, when Jesus got to Bethany, the Bible says in the New Living Translation, I was reading it. This is how it, the, uh, the New Living Translation puts it. It says, when Martha got word, somebody say got word. When Martha got word that Jesus had come. The Bible says she left the mourners. She left the house. Oh, there were people crying in her home. Mourners. They were crying. They had come to cry. They had come to, which is normal. You expect that when somebody had passed on, especially if they're good people. And so there were mourners in the house, but Martha left to go and meet the Lord Jesus. But Mary stayed at home. And we talked about that last week. We tried to investigate why did Mary stay at home? And I began to think to myself at five o'clock this morning. I said, probably she stayed at home because she wanted to be with the guests, the guest mourners. But if Jesus is the Lord and he's so important and so powerful, why not go? So I'm thinking to myself, could it be, like I said last week, she had become offended. She had become disillusioned. She felt, well, we send him a message. That's what I'm building up here now. 
We sent a message to the Lord to come and he didn't come for four days. Now our brother is, our brother is dead. Now he shows up. The person who was sitting at the feet of the master with much knowledge, grace showered upon her at the feet of the master was the one who stayed at home. The one who was in a way corrected and rebuked for not, uh, for uh, complaining about her sister sitting at the field was the one who now rushed out. What's happening here? It appears that Mary's faith was loose because Lazarus had died. I want you to look at the play of words there, loose and loose. If, you, if, you, if it's loose, it's tending towards losing faith. If your faith is loosening up, leave the mourners alone and firm up to Jesus. I believe that Mary and Martha were at the same place their faith was shaken. I believe that. Because they had hope that if he could come, they had seen him heal many sick. But they were not sure about him raising the dead. Because at the tomb, Mary, uh, uh, Mary said, by now, was it Martha who said, or Mary, by now, Lord, he stinks. It's been four days. He's already stinking. Do you see that? So let's keep moving. So if your faith is loosening up, leave the mourners and firm up towards Jesus. What and how you see will impact how you seed yourself. I want you to say that clearly. I think it's up there. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Is it up there? What and how you see will impact how you seed yourself. It is, if things are not going well, if things are not going according to plan, that can cause you to just say, you know, I've, I'm done with this. But if you choose to say, I do not see things going well, but I am going to make things work. I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to win. If you choose that, it'll be fine. Because how you see, you can decide what you see. Even if what you see is telling you it's not going to be all right, you can decide to see that it's going to be well. Not that you are deceiving yourself, but you can see the other side and begin to, and then deal with the situation that is not well so that the, that situation does not pull you down. So Martha went out to meet Jesus because of how she saw things. Prior to this time, she had been corrected over something. Now she had the opportunity to go out and she went out to meet Jesus. We see that in John chapter 11, verse 20. She went out to meet him on hearing, on getting word. I want to say today, as you sit here, how many of you are getting a word that will spur you to the next level? How many of you are getting a word that will make you move to do what needs to be done to change your circumstance? How many of you are getting a word? All it takes is a word. Let me tell you why I believe that. Because all it took was a word when God said, let there be light. It was just one word from God that changed the situation, that changed the circumstance. Just one word. All you need is a word from God. And then you move. It appears to me, that there's a lot of people today who need more than just a word from the Lord. And we need to educate ourselves on that. We need to work to 
supports learning how to receive one word from God and run with that. Let's keep going. <laughs> Martha did not know as much as Mary, neither had she spent as much time under the influential teaching of Jesus. She was not the one sitting at the feet. Her nature is to run around making sure everything was okay. It didn't mean she had a bad nature or a bad mindset or anything. It was just that's who she was. But she didn't have the kind of time Mary had at the feet of Jesus. Let me ask you a question. If you were to sit for an hour at the feet of the master himself, just sitting over you and you are in the carpet learning, what do you think will happen to you? You think you remain the same? There will be transformation. I think that Mary received something that day because Jesus could not be a liar. He is the truth, remember. He said, what she has, no one will take from her. And he prophesied over her life, knowing that there will be a day when storms will come, a day when her brother will die, a day when things will be. And the same way today, Jesus is prophesying to you. He's saying, the Spirit is saying to you, my friends, that what you have will not be taken away from you. Can you say amen to that? What God has prepared for you, what God has apportioned for you, what God has planned for you, what God has planned for me, for my family, what God has planned for the church of God will not be taken away from us in the name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter the storms that we see. It doesn't matter how the enemy roars and releases flames of destruction against the church. It doesn't matter all of the purported lies that come against the ministry, that comes against the truth of God. Our our God is bigger than everything that can come against the church and in due season in due time when God said it is done it is done in the name of Jesus Christ you know in Daniel I think in Daniel chapter 7 the Bible says that the horn made war against the saints and he was making war and and succeeding the horn there speaks of the power of evil and as the horn made war against the saints it looked like the saints were going to be completely destroyed but the Bible says, until, somebody say until. Until the ancient of days. I like that name. Until the ancient of days came. The Bible says he sat on his throne and he gave judgment in favor of the saints. People can slander you for as much as they want. Family members can look at you and say you are not equal to anything because they are older than you. They can, you know, or they have more money or whatever. But I'm telling you, God is the final judge. He's the final arbiter in the case between men. He is the governor among the nations, the one who sits upon the circle of the earth. He is called the lawgiver. And he will give a law. He will give a statement. He will give uh, a decree over your life. Do you believe that? <laughs> Say amen to that then. <laughs> well, Martha used the one rebuke, the one lesson, the one correction to connect to a higher level of faith and practice. Let me tell you this with Martha. Martha used the one rebuke to release a fresh anointing upon her life. Martha used the one lesson to launch herself into a new realm of ministry. The one connection, uh, the correction to connect herself to a higher level of faith and practice. Hallelujah. She was able to pull her sister Mary up from losing faith. In John chapter 11 verse 28 to 20 the Bible tells us that after she had spoken to the Lord, what did she do? She went back home and she said to Mary, she pulled Mary aside from the mourners. She had the power, the grace. I don't know where she got it from. I think I know. To get up, she said, I will not be rebuked a second time. I will not be corrected a second time. I am going to make a decision. So while all the mourners were going, oh, Lazarus, they were doing what was normal, Lazarus. It's painful when somebody has died, Lazarus. Oh, God. 
Oh, and Mary was saying, I sent a message to the Lord. If he had been here, my brother would not have died. Martha said, yes, if he had been here, he would not have died. As they were doing all of that crying and complaining and in their souls grumbling about how God has let them down. Word came. Word came. Word came. There's a word for your dark situation. There's a word for your difficulties. There's a word for your desperation. There's a word for the enemy's design of danger over your life. There's a word for the season. And you've got to recognize the word when it comes so that when you recognize it and you engage the word, life flows. Martha used the one rebuke, the one lesson, the one correction to connect to her level. And she pulled Mary up from losing faith. In John chapter 11 verse 28 to 29, the Bible tells us that she said to her sister, Come, the Lord is here, the master is here and he wants to see you. Oh my goodness. May God give us Martha's in our life. People who have learned from their mistakes. People who have been corrected and they are connected that their faith level is high. And they say, hey, 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 you, Mary, who has so much information, those who have so much information need those who have been transformed to bring up to the place of transformation. Did you hear what I just said? Go and watch this message again. Listen, there's so much in it. Those who have been informed they are full of information. They need the transform to come. And transformation doesn't need a lot of information. Transformation only needs one piece of information. Let there be light. There was light. But there's nothing wrong with a lot of information. If a lot of information is not moving you forward, what are you doing with that? Is there somebody who is with me this morning? <laughs> Friends... God has prepared many imperfect Marthas or Martha types for our lives. Let's be open. Let's be sensitive to who is that kind of Martha in our life? A man, a woman, a boy, a girl. There are people that God is sending our way to help us. To help us to fulfill destiny. The reason why we need Marthas in our lives is so that what you have will not be lost. Jesus said, what she has, Right? will not be lost or taken. So let's look at those scriptures. Let's go to Luke chapter 10, verse 42. Luke 10, 42. If you have a Bible, please uh, just turn. You know why I like to read the Bible? I read it again today. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. It says, give attention to the reading of the word. So that's why I'm doing this. Re give attention to the reading of the word. It's not old-fashioned to read the scripture. It's to us for a purpose uh, you know, in Jesus' name. Luke 10, 42. It says, there is one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken from her. Jesus made the statement of prophecy because he knows Satan is coming to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he says, Mary, before you get to that junction, that juncture, that place in life, that joint where the enemy will try to steal, to kill, and to completely annihilate what I have planted in you, I am prophesying that it will not be taken from you. Whoever knew that Martha, the one who was rebuked, Martha, the one who was corrected, Martha, the one who needed to understand that there was something better than running all over the place, it was the Martha that God used 
to bring Mary out of a place of despondency, out of a place of complaint, out of a place of feeling, oh, if my brother was... And they were both saying the same thing. But one decided to leave the house and run to go and meet the master. When you run towards the master, you firm up your faith. When you stray away from the master, you lose in your faith. Then you can lose your faith. You know, I, I, people talk about, can you lose your salvation? Uh, can you look? And I tell them that, you know, the, the argument people are making is irrelevant. Whether you can lose it or not lose, or not lose it. God, you can lose your salvation, but you can lose your salvation. L-O-S-E. You can choose to drop it. God can force you. You can be a Judas and say, I am not interested in the faith anymore. You can thumb your nose at God and say, God, I don't want to have anything to do with you. God will not force you. He will appeal. He will send people to you. He will show you signs. He will do whatever it takes because God will not give up. But it's your choice. It's like your key. You can willingly lose your key. L-O-S-E. Or you can unwillingly lose it because you didn't know where you kept it. It's, it's, it we need to understand that. So you, you, I don't believe a Christian can just lose their salvation. Because he said, whosoever has come to me, whoever my father has given to me, no one can take them away from me. Except if we choose to walk away. Demas has left me, having not, what? Loved this present world. We have to firm up our faith. Martha has to be someone we can respond to. Who is that person in your life that you can respond to? He has to be, she has to be someone who won't use our past or flaws against us. Mary didn't, Martha didn't say, now it is time for me to prove <laughs> who is the better Christian, who is the better disciple. You see, you are here crying with the mourners. I left the mourners and I went to Jesus. We had such a great time. We had fellowship. Ooh. No, she didn't do that. She went and she said to her sister, let's look at it. John chapter 10, verse 17 to 21. John 10, 17 to 21. Uh, it, it says, uh, Oh, sorry, am I, did I say John 10? Ah, that is not correct. Um, yes, John 11. I, my apologies, I, 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 that was an error. So, but let, let me read it. Uh, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if, verse 21, uh, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. So I had the wrong quotation there, my apologies for that. Uh, Okay, so verse 25, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I have always believed. You are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. She said, I have always, what? Believed. Always. Then she returned to Mary. This is classic. She what? Returned to Mary. Not to laugh at her, not to give her the Penina treatment. You know, Penina and Hannah? Penina was, uh, yeah, Anna was the mother of Samuel. Penina was always mocking. Oh, you have no children, I have children, you have no children. She didn't go and do this to her. Instead, she went back. Look at what she did. Verse 28. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Now, I wasn't in that house that day. I don't know exactly what happened. But just by reading the situation and the circumstance around, we can deduce certain things. Now, if I'm wrong, 
I'm wrong. But knowing human behavior and that human beings have not changed from when Adam left. If you hear what both said, when Mary saw Jesus, what did she say? She told her also. Verse 32, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said. This is what people sometimes, you know, they say, ah, I don't understand my wife. I thought we had settled this issue. But she still said, because she has to say it. She had to say it. Said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have done. It didn't matter all that Mary said, Martha said to her. She said, I must say mine. Lord, if you are here, because that was the plan. We called you. We sent for you. You disappointed us. Verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him. You know why? Because faith was being tested and being challenged. Somebody was about to lose the most important ingredient of our work with God after our salvation. Our faith. Our faith. Because faith is the currency of heaven. Do you know that? And when I say currency, I don't mean money. People think currency means money. Currency only means money by 10%. Currency means so many things. Rivers have current. Electricity is a current. You see, your bank account, the one that doesn't give you interest, is a current checking account. Your bills, if they are current, you will still have hydro put on, leave your power on. If your bill, water bill is current, you will, they will allow your water to be on. If it's not current, jail terms have something they call running concurrently. So current means much more. Currency means much more than money. To be current means to be aligned with heaven. Jesus saw the one thing that helps us to align with heaven, our faith, was being challenged and he was grieved. Thank God for Martha. Thank God for Martha. Someone who won't use our past or flaws against us. I want to give you a word from the spirit. As I was praying this morning, this is what I heard in my spirit. This is for you. This is for me. And I want you to know, I say it with all humility before the Lord. If you will take anything from here today, if you don't remember anything, remember this one. I walk in you to believe. Now you have to walk through me to become. I know you think. Is that scriptural? Yes, it is. The Bible says that we are saved by grace, not of what? It is what? Well, sorry, we are saved by faith, right? It is the gift of God. Faith is what? We're saved by grace. But the faith by which we become saved is the gift of God. Right? God has dealt to everyone a measure of faith. Now watch this. But for you to become, the Bible says, walk out your own salvation with what? With fear and trembling. You have a responsibility. Mary's responsibility was to leave the mourners and go to the Lord. The Lord walks in you to believe. Belief is so key, but our belief must become action. You must become. You want to go shopping? You don't have enough money? When you enter that store, believe. Before you leave your house, believe. Yesterday, I was meeting with Martha and Amanda, and they reminded me something I said years ago. I was looking to buy a toilet uh, uh, ensemble, complete toilet, and I had so much money in my hands, and I prayed. I do that all the time. I walked into Home Depot, and all the toilets there were way more. I didn't know that God was interested in how much you pay for a toilet. But that day, <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I really need to buy this. 
And this is all I have. And one of the guys who's supposed to be a boss saw me and was ask, asked me what I needed. I said, yes, I'm looking for this, but I can't. Everything seems to be. He says, all right, no problem. Come, come with me. He walks into the aisle. He closes off the aisle, gets one of those vehicles, comes in, and he pulls one of them from up there, brings it down, and he says, you will pay so much. And he wrote a note for me, gave me the note. I put the note in my pocket, and I went to the front. The lady in the front said, no, this is not possible. There's no sale on this item. And by the way, the discount is too steep. This is not possible. So she said, I have to wait. So she waited and waited until the guy had to come from the back and said, yes, I approved it. And I was sitting there like somebody who had stolen something. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable, like, man, you know. But I got a deal because heaven is in the business of giving deals. He knows when we're running out of money. This is why our life cannot be dependent on how much we have in the bank. Our life has to be dependent. Some people have money in the bank, but they're not happy. Some people have money in the bank, they have no joy. Some people have money in the bank, they are mourning all day with the mourners. Uh, you have learned how to step away from the mourners because he says he will give you the oil of joy. For what? For mourning and the garment of praise for heaviness. That's our God. Beauty for ashes. Hallelujah. I'm done preaching. I could go on for another hour, but I think i got to stop because we have other things to do. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and give the Lord the praise that is due to his name. Let's worship him. Thank him for what you have heard today. And I want you to be encouraged. He gives you grace to believe. Now that grace is also available. Grace to grace. Grace upon grace. For you to become, to run with the vision, to read it. He said, let write it and read it so that, you know, and make it plain so that he that reads it will run. May you you run with the vision in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to thank you for your word.